0: Sunday's the Lord's Day, Rich, so I really do need that for <laughs> yeah. for me to get on right, well, the bench,
1: Bro, The guys. last Sunday I saw Spice was a match day and he was black the fuck out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> FCFC. Light that candle.
3: La vela está encendida. are back. Back in black.
4: They save. They save.
5: Good people of Los Angeles, there was a time when I was just a young Dewey's. I was trying to figure out my place in the world. I skateboarded, I played soccer. I didn't have premier league television. I didn't follow soccer teams on TV outside of every four years, but I did have the Adidas Sambas. They were my armor. I wore them to school to show which side of the fence I was on, fashion wise, interest wise, identity wise. And then came recess and I would kick people's ass in the gym in indoor because they had the practical value too. When I found out that Adidas and LAFC were coming out of the Samba episode, I tried to convince my co-hosts to do a podcast every day of the week for a whole week in an ultimate celebration of the Samba as a symbol and as a place of my heart. The first fashion item that I ever called my own, the first shoe that I ever felt like a king inside of, and probably the last shoe I'll ever feel like a king inside of. Guys, we're so lucky on tonight's podcast to have Tim from Adidas talking about the shoe, Rich from LAFC talking about the shoe, Ben, Chi, our good friend talking about the shoe talking about experiences. And of course we've got Patrick Christian, two of the fellows who received golden heart of gold, special Adidas Samba originals. Uh, that will not be available to the public but there will be for those of you like me with your own Samba memories or who just want to feel just for a moment the connection between football music culture 1950s whatever you want to call it come one come walk come all let's all just rock our sambas as we walk to the golden gates of footballing heaven slim why don't you hit him with the warning
1: ladies and gentlemen we are all at home can't go anywhere but the show must go on so here we are just three little boys with hearts of cold i don't know where i'm going hey there's gonna be cussing this episode just like there's in all the other ones so keep up motherfuckers
5: i just got done walking in the snow goddamn that motherfucking cold
1: Welcome to FCFC Pod where two scholars and a dickhead look at the world through a black and gold tinted lens. I'm your favorite fat Korean sitting at home because that's all we're allowed to be at. It's your boy Slim sitting in his bedroom sipping on his beer. We got Josh Sexy Spice. You're nicely lined up, got the beard going and then you. we got we got the pod labradoodle the golden doodle <laughs> <laughs> the pod, with the pod labradoodle beard. wait oh slim
5: are you are you giving a shout out to hoji right now or
1: big what? hoji man we still i still can't even kick you with hoji because of this damn pandemic but i mean you're you're looking more and more like your puppy every day brother and he's like right. going to pick up hoji so you could show us that they
2: look. yeah good. boy so,
1: i don't I know mean, if there's
5: a resemblance i don't know if there's a little bit a little bit i hope so
1: <laughs> and today on the FCFC pod, we have a very special guest. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard, but you know, LAFC and, and Adidas had a little bit of a collaboration, and and we have in our virtual room today the gentleman that made all that possible. The con, the the main connection between Germany to LA to LAFC, Mr. Timothy Nickloff is in the virtual room today. Y'all. How you guys doing? What up? What
6: up? <laughs> thank you guys for having me i'm in the garage you joining
1: us yeah Dude, he's in a garage crazy. we're all in different rooms <laughs> i mean this is this is what the world is right now
5: i, I want to say first of all that like garages are the arena of podcasting and i don't think we've ever <laughs> had or tackled like the garage isn't mark Marin like records in the garage i just feel like garages are the thing especially in southern california for podcasting we've never really we haven't really visited garages thus far in the FCFC history, so I'm so glad uh, Tim oh. of all people is going to kick this off from the garage. And I love that we're we're a little bit of everywhere today. Tim, uh, in our podcast, we usually ask one question uh, to kick things off for the FCFC faithful, and that is, "What is your very first football memory?"
6: Wow, well, mine's a little bit later. I think I mentioned in the last podcast, but my my favorites and Probably first, or more dramatic, was the uh, World Cup in two thousand six. So my wife is an avid, avid fan, and I was actually introduced to the game through her. So um, being in a pub watching a game—I I don't remember which game it was—was was just it was so transformative. Of like, wow, this is it. I love this. That, that that was the moment. So
5: tell us. I mean, tell us more about that. I was at the two thousand six World Cup in Germany. I oh, my- awesome. I have, I have my memories of that tournament. They, you know, live in my heart forever. What were, kind of, what, what went on in that tournament that still sticks out to you?
6: Well, a couple things. That was the Zidane year, right? Was that the
0: Zidane year? The headbutt? Yeah, it was. Yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> so we we were, was just motioning so, towards
0: camera right now.
6: I love Zidane, man. Like, but, um, th- so there was that, of course, but that was actually after our trip. I think, um, and I mentioned this last time, I think what was so amazing to me was, because I, I wasn't really that exposed to football up to that point. My, my wife played, and she would talk about her teams, et cetera. This is obviously, um, as a casual, this is before Beckham had joined uh, the Galaxy in L.A. So my knowledge was pretty limited, but what I really loved was the culture and the atmosphere. So I grew up in the punk scene, and to experience or see hooligan culture um, up front, it was great. Like I was like, oh, man, I'm sold. You know, I remember we were in a pub and actually I want to say, I think we were in Paris at the time because we had, we had traveled around um, and I remember just being in a pub, watching a game. I I think it was France and just going, Oh, I love this. And you know, very, and again, I've always been very open, very limited knowledge about the game, but just falling in love with
2: the culture.
6: And then the the game actually came as a result of that. And I've been, I always been very honest about that. I just loved it. You know, growing up in punk rock and and just kind of seeing like, Oh, this, this is what it is, you know? Uh, well, I mean, I think, Tim, you just mentioned the words
5: punk rock twice in your explanation about a football memory. So I just feel like <laughs> you want to talk about it already. And look, I, I know that there's a, uh, a punk group called the Bouncing Souls from New Brunswick, New Jersey. Shout out to Josh New Jersey Spice you know, I here. one here. I and
2: saw that. They,
5: they, they feature the line, lace your sambas, get on out, off we go to kick it about so tell us about your punk life come on bro uh, well, how did you get dumped into the scene i went to no effects concert at age 12 and saw some <laughs> low for the first time in my life i saw someone throw up their shirt for the first time in my life i saw things guys i saw things it was in las vegas and it was dark the beginning of dark dweez but timothy has probably golden punk memories and i can't wait to hear about those because that's all no, to
6: talk about. Uh, nah, i don't know about that but i mean it's just being honest about like you know discovering football i think probably one of the Um, In terms of a punk rocker, one of the most notable people I can think of is Lars uh, from Rancid is a huge, uh, he's a huge huge San Jose fan. Um, I actually lived in Northern California for a bit when I was younger. So I remember, you know, seeing Rancid and all of the East Bay bands, Green Day, very before they got signed to Sony, like this is, you know, I don't want to date myself too much. I got some miles on these tires. Um, But, but soccer was always part and, you know, football was already always part of the culture. Um, and I just discovered it later. So, yeah, I mean, punk music and skateboarding has been really part of my entire DNA and it's interesting actually working in a more corporate setting. It still shapes, um, who I am and what I do. It's, it's interesting how that that happens, you know, but it was such an instrumental part of who I am and and what I'm about that, you know, it's interesting. It's always kind of woven in, even with LAFC, it's just like, I'll notice certain things or I'll bond with certain people and be like, Oh, you know, it's, Bond over music or whatever. Um, yeah,
1: and the and the the skater and and punk um, influences are definitely big within the community of LAFC supporters. Um, you know, totally. it seems it seems as though like they're two roads that that they're parallel, but when they cross, like you know, y'all f- fall in love with that, that <laughs> similar type of culture. And no, it's dope to see like you know it the you know how those feelings that you have when you're at a punk concert. And when you go into, like, a supporter section or you see a supporter section of a football game, it brings those, like, similar types of
6: feelings. Well, yeah, because you're all there for each other. You know what I mean? Like, from the outside, people see it and say, oh, chaos. And, you know, I'm talking, you know, 30 years ago now, but it, it wasn't. It's just, like, everybody's there because they love each other and they're part of a movement, you know? So, as, when I look at, like, the supporters of the 3252, it's, it's so reminiscent of that in so many ways. Um, and obviously it's not just about punk or whatever, but it's something I have bonded with the, many of the, 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 uh, the group supporters with, you know, over love of music, et cetera. But yeah, I started out as a casual fan and then I've just grown to, to love the game. And, you know, with, with LAFC coming on board, I was just, and I think I mentioned this last time, I was just blown away, um, by the brotherhood and the community of the, I will not want to say fandom, that's just lame to say that, but just of the people that supported the city, um, you know, and the kind of the street by street block by block mentality just always just, it hit me right in the heart. you know, from the first, like even before the first game was played, I remember talking to rich, just going, there's something special happening here. So as someone who, uh, you know, I was born in L I was actually born in Hollywood, lived in LA. Like I said, i lived in Northern California for a little bit, but I've been down here again for probably another over 20 years to see that kind of love in LA is just, it's great, man. I, I, I mean, aside from from soccer if you will i know that's not really soccer stuff but it's more
1: oh no that's of, what this I, is this, yeah. <laughs> this whole podcast is about this is about the culture and, and the things you feel about it and we don't you know, we can we love the game we care about the game but you're not really going to hear that on this podcast
6: <laughs> yeah you know what you know what's crazy too is it reminds me of, i mean I, I worked in skateboarding and i was in skateboarding for many many years and there's aspects of it that just remind me so much of uh skate culture and not 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 so much from a not from a commercial way or anything like that, but more so like just the, you know, the language and the brotherhood of people and just like, kind of like protecting one another from kooking it, if you will. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like um, a lot of that. So there's so many similarities and overlaps. Um, it's just been really cool. Anyway, sorry. That, that was a lot. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's we, we, we love it.
1: Talk about
5: you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We want it. We want it all. And I should, I'd be remiss if I didn't point out, um, that the podcast episode that Timothy keeps referring to was a shoulder-to-shoulder episode. It dropped, I think, about three months ago. Uh, go check that interview out. The shoulder-to-shoulder guys do a great job. Um, in my
6: garage, and I'm here three months
5: later still. <laughs>
6: <It's>
5: like, <laughs> we'll we'll yeah, do it every it's quarter. Like, yeah. It's, it's like no time has passed at all, you know? Uh, yeah. So I, <laughs> I think Tim just froze up in the middle of uh, talking about being oh,
0: dropped.
5: Did I freeze uh, up? But, no, oh, no, he's you're back. back, you're back, he's you're back. back, you're back, he's back, he went, he traveled three months ago to the recording of Shoulder to Shoulder and then he came back to
0: the present. <laughs> you gotta think about that, yeah.
5: And time is a flat circle, and for any technical glitches, I blame Hoji. Okay, so Tim, Tim is, Tim is, <laughs> he's over here blurring, but he's discussing his punk, oh, sorry. his punk, his soccer, his, uh, his roots in skateboarding culture, it's. You know, Pat from LAFC, I think was the first one on our podcast that kind of connected the two, skateboarding and, uh, and LAFC and sort of how soccer is growing. Um, those were certainly the holy trinity for me growing up, um, skateboarding, soccer, and punk music. And so this company, Adidas, uh, really did represent those three. Uh, but Tim, how did you go from being a kid Sort of going to early Green Day shows in the East Bay to being a guy who who worked in these things and sort of followed your passions in that way um, as you became a grown adult doing kid
6: stuff still. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. Like, I, you know, it's it's kind of like that classic story of just following your heart. You know, like I always wanted to be a professional skateboarder growing up, but my 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 brain was probably farther along than my talent um so i wasn't quite there but i love skateboarding and i I, I like a lot of a lot of kids in my generation that grew up skateboarding kind of like uh just wanted to be out of the house right like just away from whatever you're dealing with at home and and, you know being on the street um you know i always wanted to be a professional skateboarder it was my dream to actually work in the industry i think growing up i kind of realized that i had another passion for marketing and branding um so, you know, it's an interesting story. Worked at a skate shop for a number of years that, you know, I rode for or whatever and then became the manager. And uh, one of the skate shoe brands at the time, actually the rep came in and said, hey, um, I can get you back to L.A. in an entry level job at this company if you're willing to take a big pay cut. Mm. So I had an ex-girlfriend who lived down here. So I said, boom, got in, the, got in my truck, slept on her couch for about six months and came back down to L.A. That was in 90, or 2000. So um, let's go. Yeah, so that, that company was called Soul Technology. Um, and I, I worked there for many, many years. Um, they own the brands Emerica, Etne's, uh, another brand called S. Um, and over the years, I grew there. I learned a lot about business. I met quite a few people. And I ended up taking the reins of the E-America brand for about 10 years, long time. Um, so I worked in the industry. He's talking about, I just want everyone
5: to. Here i want to echo tim here s etneys america if you're from the time that i'm from and you didn't have shoe goo on the side of your shoes from trying all your kickflips and your ollies and your nose grinds with those shoes brands rock and blue i was a i was an guy myself i think they had the eric Costins, right so yeah. those are my jams and uh eric Costin and day song were like constantly competing for my favorite skateboarder of all time uh, amazing but, no, this we're is gonna all get the- day
6: one we're gonna get day one to a game oh my
0: god you have to
6: dude no i i'm going to literally dude. i'll dm after this and go we gotta get because i've actually been trying to get a lot of the adidas uh, skate crew to go to games because uh, um, oh
0: once they gosh.
6: go they're like oh Sorry, I'm yeah. glitching. My internet is horrible. Like I told you guys, I just don't oh, All yeah. good, brother. Oh, no, you're you know. good. You're good.
0: Hey, wh- where does Daywon stay at? I just want to I just want to have a word with him real quick. You
6: know, creepy. He lives in LA, man. Like uh, no, he's uh, he's always been like just an amazing skateboarder. <laughs> he's an, obviously an OG and, yeah. and, and skateboarding great, great person. Um and it's so amazing to be able to actually work with different people again in the career, I guess, because he's yeah. just so he's a legendary pro in, in, in the, uh, the industry, but no, so to, to, to what you were saying though, like I, I ended up working there. I wanted to leave the skate industry for a while just to do new things. So I worked in menswear. I worked in, uh, computer electronics, um, actually a company called incase that used to work really closely with Apple. And then I joined Adidas about, Oh yeah. So it's, it was just full circle to come back, man. So it was just the, uh, you know, it's just been a wild ride. And now I, I, I love what I do. It's, it's basically overseeing marketing for the city of LA and yeah. how the brand comes to life in LA. So I, I love it. You know what I mean? It's to be able to, <laughs> that was about to get so good. <laughs> I know it always cuts off on
5: the good parts. <laughs> He's about to say everything. His hands are up. He wants to talk yeah, yeah, yeah. to Los Angeles. Got, I hope they
0: take a screenshot. Just so, yeah. And
1: I right. know Josh is getting excited to hear about this position right now too. He does so I was
0: gonna for the city of Los Angeles, y'all. That's how wild this is. For one of the yeah. <laughs> Wait, um, can you
6: guys hear me? Yeah,
0: yes, yeah, yeah. All right. right,
6: yeah, all right. I'm gonna call in on the phone here in a minute. Yeah, call.
5: Are, so Tim's gonna call in. This is our first
6: break. Tim, call right back. We're gonna talk about Los Angeles
5: right now
0: yeah man i mean i think in the lafc write-up of this collaboration um, it listed you as kind of the director of key cities los angeles here and I think that's a super fascinating title. I think you were talking about it before when you're talking about like doing marketing for the city of LA. And like, what's it? What's it feel like for an like a a local dude to bring a samba shoe to this city and to this club? Oh
6: man, great question! So honored to work for this brand and for the city I love. That's like the first thing it was just really dream come true, right? Being able to. Uh, represent such an iconic brand in a city that i has I, meant so much to me and shaped who I am um, you know it, it, this particular project came to life in so many unique ways it was actually a convergence of a little bit of luck and it had to happen if that made sense so this This particular shoe has been in the works maybe two and a half years or two years, um, which sounds like a really long time, which it is, but it was more so disgusting what it would mean. And what I mean by that is, like, not just like, hey, let's do an LAFC shoe and, like, not think about it. It was, was like, what does this mean? What do we want to do? What do we want to have it represent? Um, Which is really special, if that all
0: makes sense. No, for sure, for sure. And can you kind of walk us through the different um, – who are you talking on the LAFC side at this point, the two, two and a half years ago? Like, who's at the table with you talking about what this means for the city and what this would mean for the league and for this club in particular?
6: oh wow you know what i'm trying to remember back to who's like i'm trying to think of uh, one of the first people i talked to um i want to say it was probably pat or rich i think it was probably rich first um the and, usual you know, just, yeah just enamored by the guy because he's just such a special person like we we just hit it off personally Um, and I know the difference between like somebody who's hype or whatever, like he's just a really special guy who cares about what he does. And that's so rare, you know, I I hate to say it, but it's really rare. So he was such a special person that when I met him, um, I'm trying to remember my first experience at a game, but I, I, am almost positive it was with him just like being blown away. And up to this point, I had been to, you know, the other team games, et cetera. Um, but there was something really special about this. I think also, um, it it just so much attention to detail and i'm talking about the club and what i mean by that is like you know a lot of times the sport teams they they treat it because really they're selling a product on the field right like i mean it, it, that's what it is it's it's all every every brand the laker like every every brand is like that but this was like and this actually harkens back a little bit to my skate days but it was just different it was like no 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 like we really really care Right. And in the same way that you could look at the buses, the ownership of the Lakers, you know, it was it was like that, um, which is really special. And you don't you don't you don't get that a lot in professional sports.
0: You just you just don't.
6: And you got you guys know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think we talk about we talk about this club more like I mean, for better or worse, more like a a family than like the corporate entity that is professional sports teams and i think that's to our great you know blessing and detriment at sometimes but i think that's really what makes it special is that everyone cares like you said man that's a really that's a really great word for it and i'm thinking about well you know bro- what's
6: funny yeah, you know what's so funny about that like here's an example of that i used the term el trafico the other day right and yeah. rich was like no, no 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 we don't we don't use that term and i was like what he's like no 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 like we're not no 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 we're off of that that's what, but that is why i love it Right. It's just like, Oh, okay. Well tell me what's up. Why, what, you know, like what, why is this not, he's like, you know, he kind of went through it and I was like, okay, I got it. You know, it's like, it started as a joke. It wasn't really meant to talk about the Derby. Um, But that's like, that's an example, but there's so many of them like that. Like um, the amount of input that the, that the supporter groups the thirty two fifty two, have and what is done on and off the pitch is you just don't see that. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just like, yeah, like that was oh, literally man. like first thing popped
2: in my head. Yeah, that's, Why that's, you guys an issue
0: our, that's an issue close to our heart, too. I'm glad that uh, – I'm glad you got checked a little bit, okay? That's all I'm saying. Now I'm playing. That's <laughs> we, we are going back and forth, back and forth on that all the time. And so, no, I on El Trafico so.
6: or in general?
0: Oh uh, No, on uh, on in everything. You know, it's, it is it is a contentious relationship, but El Trafico has been kind of a sticking point for supporters. But that's it's awesome, man. I'm glad that uh, that – you know, we we all, I think, don't have a problem with, like, kind of holding our ground. It's it's interesting for me because the way that we, we show our affection with this club is so diverse, but there is still a code at the end of the day, which I think you can say for, like, you know, genres like punk or genres like skateboarding, where it's like everyone can do oh, really. whatever the hell they want, but there comes a time when, like, you should know where the line is, right? And I think that's super fascinating to me, like – finding like such a sacredness, you know, a preciousness about the culture that makes us all want to protect it and uh, make it grow at the same time.
6: Yeah. And he, you know, like rich and the entire organization protects it. Like everything. Like, and I've, I've heard, I've been in the room where, you know, like they, they protect it like every, everything. And I love that. And that's what that's, I, I just think that's so genuine and so special. um, And that, I think that makes it really unique, you know? Yeah. Man. So, so, Tim,
5: I, I'd be remiss as a Samba lover, which I'll tell my Samba story if we if time permits. Um, but I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, like, how, you know, two and a half years ago, you meeting Rich, you sort of being enamored by what you see at Bank of California. You guys started starting the conversations about this to, to the point where we get a shoe, um, a Samba at that. And I believe mm-hmm. the only, I mean, I think it's, what is it, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, uh, Manchester United and now LAFC are the only four clubs with their own customized Sambas. Is that right? soccer mm-hmm. Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So, you know, for LAFC to join that sort of elite um, team or the, the elite group of clubs, uh, it's a pretty special thing. And we all know how iconic the Samba shoe is. I believe it's the second highest selling Adidas shoe also of all time. Uh, just talk about like how it became the Samba of all shoes and talk about how you go from those early conversations up to the point where here in a, you know, in about 12 days, I think we're going to get that shoe out to the public.
6: Yeah. So excited, man. Like, um, that's a great question. So initially when I say two and a half years, it's more so like me coming into it new and learning about um, a lot of different aspects of the business because I'm, I'm a horizontal function. And what that means is I go across every sport and culture in LA. So it could be baseball, it could be U.S. football, it could be, uh, you name it, right? Skateboarding. I I go across all of it. So having to have knowledge about everything that's happening in L.A., it it equips you to just kind of know what's up and know what's going on and what's important, right? So that being said, I think going into it, going to one of the first few matches, and actually it was probably about a year in, and again, I'm just kind of like trying to remember here. I remember just going like, we have to honor this. And it's, it's totally no BS. It was like, we have to honor this. I'm seeing real LA in the stadium right now, not BS LA, not what people think LA is real Los Angeles in the stadium. I'm like, we need to honor this. And it started with that. And I didn't know what that meant. I was just thinking about it. Like it it and you know, anybody at Adidas can tell you, like, I, I, I talk about what's happening here. Specifically in football culture quite a bit because it's really exciting. It's exciting for me to see it's exciting to see real LA be a part of it. And if you're from LA, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, So it started with that. And it wasn't really about a collaboration. It was more so me, Rich, Pat, Ben, um, Natalia, quite a few people in the organization, Tom, Tom Penn, uh, you know, and Larry, of course, talking about what the club meant. So it, didn't, it wasn't even about Adidas. It was about what do you want to do? And I hadn't had that conversation, and I'm going to be really honest. I hadn't had that conversation with the sports team, and I, I couldn't recall. Like, what do you want to do? Not on the pitch. What do you want to do? Because you have real L.A. in, in, in the stadium. What do you want to do? And that's when Rich basically said, we're a force for good for L.A. And that hit me, that, that touched me. I was like, oh, okay. Like, well, well, what do you mean? And he would talk about the supporter groups and he would talk about what was important to the supporter groups. And he would say, here's how we're trying to give back to the community. And then there was a, quite a bit of overlap. Like uh, you guys know Sticks. Sticks is a, a friend of mine actually before LAFC. Um, but even talking about, hey, we want to work with Sticks, We want to do community give back. We want to do this. We want to do that. And not just saying we want to do it, consistently doing it and executing against it. And I think that's when the seeds were really born of like, not only do we want to honor LA, we want to honor being a force for good in LA. Mm. And that meant so much to me. And that's really where it started. That that was the seed. And then we said, okay, well, how do we manifest this? And then of course Rich is like, well it's got to be a samba. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't I was like, I don't know about, you know, because right away I was like, no, no, no we got to have a shoe. And I was just like, I don't know, man. Like, let's figure this out. Because doing a shoe is not easy in our organization. Um, yeah. But that, that idea that the, the LAFC brand was more than a brand and about being a force for good, that was transcendent. And that's why we work together. It really is. That is 100% the reason. It's not to say, hey, LAFC is hot or what. That, don't care about any of that. I think what's important to me is that this is a force for good for the city of LA that's determined to honor angelina's across the city and as someone who's from la born and raised for the most part like that was it i hope that all made sense i know it's long-winded but it's, it's all very true we I live mean, yeah. we yeah. live long-winded on this exactly <laughs> it makes it so we <laughs> don't have
1: awkward pauses of us trying to think of questions you know what i mean <laughs>
6: <sighs> now nah, you're probably like this guy this guy talks too much but no i mean that's literally to your question that that's exactly how it kind of became a shoe because we didn't even know what it was going to be we talked about like do we celebrate the 3252 and when i say that i say that broadly you know the supporter groups within the 3252 do we celebrate the emergence of terrorist culture in la do we celebrate you know and and really it became this manifestation of like well let's show how much we're going to honor the club by producing this um which right, i think was but, a big deal
5: but i you know but we got to like put the brakes on here we're talking about the samba here okay? it's like, Richard Orozco Richard Richard wants a lot of things you know he might tell the supporters <laughs> groups like hey guys we're going to we're going to go pack we're going to go pack the next uh, Elon Musk space bus down in Hawthorne and fly that shit to the moon for the, our next event he wants a lot of, of crazy things but the samba is sort of like on that scale in in my brain and like what i would imagine like adidas is like history of shoemaking is and, and especially related to to football so how much of, a, of an ask or, or a dream was it to go after a Samba Huge. versus say like an Adidas, an Adidas original and maybe talk about the process that it took to sort of like show on your side, like express how important this idea was to honor being a force for good and why the Samba and how you had to maybe advocate or fight for, you know, maybe opening up that usually locked box uh, for, this, for this special yeah. shoe.
6: Oh, uh, such a good question! Like, it's such a great question. So it started with a fumble, and what I mean by that is that I. Um, this organization is amazing. Adidas is an amazing company. It's 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 just a fantastic company. It's a global company, though, and if you're not in L. A., sometimes it's it's hard to get ideas across, right? Because we we're all Angelinos. We get it, right? We understand the nuances of the city. What's important? What's not going to be cool? What's cool? Blah blah. You name it. Um, so to answer your question, it started with a fumble. And what I mean by that is um a lot of our team globally was like, wow, there's something really special happening with the MLS right now. And this included uh clubs like Atlanta United. And so they made products that was intended to honor the clubs, but I think it wasn't on par of how good it could have been. So about a year ago, we had done a shoe. Um, that was uh, inspired by um, football culture in LA. And it just wasn't, it wasn't enough. It wasn't, it didn't, it wasn't right. It wasn't the right. And when I say that it wasn't bad, it just didn't, it didn't do, it didn't honor the passion that is here. Right. If if that makes sense. So I had a long discussion with the team internally and I said, Hey, look, this is great. It's a great start, but, (laughs) and everything good happens with a, but, and right? Those two words, right? Um, and actually, are not supposed to put those two words together, but and um, <laughs> the, reality, the reality is that I said, we can do so much more mm. because it's amazing that we did this shoe and it's, and it's incredible, but I think there's a deeper story to tell. And as I started sharing videos and interviews and just feedback about what was happening with the club and the supporter groups, because I'm really close to a lot of the supporter groups and what they care about. Right. Um, that's when I think it kind of landed with more colleagues internally. they're like, wow, okay. Yeah, you're right. This is something really special. How do you, how do we go about doing it? <clears throat> the Samba itself to answer your question was really, that came from Rich. That was his desire. Like that is the quintessential class 1950s first you know adidas classic shoe mm-hmm. um and because it also lived in call in soccer i'm sorry football it, because it lived there and also on the street uh we did we've done like skate iterations of it for example it made it actually a little bit easier to do than maybe another shoe if that makes sense because there's such a rich heritage of, of football behind it mm-hmm. does that all make sense i know there's a lot to chew on there no um, it
5: it absolutely i mean it absolutely makes sense um and and i and i think i you know going into this you know i went to adidas.com/us/la uh, uh, samba and of course these forthcoming lafc sambas are coming out and there's you know there's lots of iterations of the samba shoe um mm-hmm. and maybe it's just lafc's advantage to have black as a main color and have gold as a main color and you know, when I was a kid and always getting my sambas, they were almost always black with the white. Um, And, yep. and so there, there's almost like a, there's a there's always been a dream at LaFC, uh, both within the club and on the supporter side, that uh, we we could weave ourselves into the global football tradition and become a part of it in our own expressive way, rather than doing the usual arrogant American thing where you sort of like impose your will about what a sport should be from the outside, even though this thing already has, you know, over hundred years of history. Um, and so to be able to tie, you know, tie the finish the loop of, okay, you know, we came out with something like the hat, right. Which, uh, you know, is very quintessentially American and we're going to tie soccer to America, but now we're going to tie America to the global game or the, our, our team to the global game via this shoe, um, you know, it, it's a, it seems to me like a perfect match, but it's also like something out of my fever dream. So as you're getting closer to like these conversations are advancing, did, did people on the inside of Adidas and you guys as you talk and the folks in Germany, did they start seeing that too? Or was this really kind of a big gamble on their, on their side of sort of trusting your judgment and what they were hoping was working out?
6: Oh, that's a great question. Um, a little bit of both. Um, you know, LAC, the club will take you. I've taken so many global colleagues, like heavy hitters through that stadium. Um, and when they witness it, there are two things happen. One, they're, they're surprised, unfortunately, but it's the reality of how good um, the game is on the pitch right? I mean, little legitimately, because MLS, unfortunately, carried with it, like, oh, you know, a lot of rumor or not rumors, but just stereotypes, like, oh, it's not as good as international clubs, et cetera. We're getting to starting erasing that and building much more respect. I'm hearing that. I'm starting to see it. It's different. So it started with that. So you have people who are experts in the game of global football who are going, wow, this is, this is, this is a great game, right? Or Uh, These individuals are really really good and I'm sure that may have happened uh, sporadically But not as focused when you have the supporter group you have a new stadium you have LA You have it very much LA, but also honoring football tradition if that makes sense exactly kind of what you said But in our own way Um, so there was that piece the second piece is absolutely trusting my judgment of you know, I love this brand I love what I do. I love this city so the last thing I'd ever want to do is um, basically just say, "Oh yeah, yeah, let's do this or that." Like it's it, no, nah, it's a reputation thing. We want to make sure that everything is is done to exactly what's going to appease the supporters, the club, and make the most sense for Adidas. So it's a little bit of both. Um, I have taken so many global colleagues, like I said, through uh, to see games. Uh, the last, actually, one one of the heads of key cities actually. Um, I took him to the uh, – it was the, uh, the El Clasico, I'll say, um, where we came from behind and beat Vlatan. It was his last game there. Um, and just seeing it, he was just blown away. He was like, oh, this is amazing. He's like, it's finally happening in the U.S. You know, because in the U.K., it's like it's very traditional um, but different, right? That's what makes it cool is that it, it's honoring the history of football culture, but it's very much L.A., like you said, the baseball hat. Or you know, the what we call terrorist culture, which is really, you know, um, supporter culture in the US looks different, but it follows some of the same
0: rules, right? Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Wow, dude, that's awesome. Can you um what other what other key cities are involved in um like do you have counterparts across the world like yours that um that kind of have you know a similar collaborative decision making? Yep, absolutely.
6: So we have, um, and just for reference, the key cities term about five years was developed as part of Adidas's growth strategy for the future. And the idea was that trends and um, excitement and the people that we want to love our brand live in these cities. So we identified six global key cities five years ago. It will be uh, likely expanded um, soon. Um, and they are LA, New York, uh paris japan i'm sorry not japan tokyo shanghai and uh london so those are the the six cities um and they're all very very different and all um you know we get learnings from each other like i, I reach out quite a bit to our uk team um at the, the london office to ask about the clubs and what's going on and you know how do the supporter groups work etc and then they'll ask me you know, like, oh, you know, we see what's going on with LAFC, tell us more, you know. So it's really interesting to be able to reach across the pond like that and get um, just different points of view. And, and just because we've identified these six cities, we're still focused on very much um, the geography as being important. So we have offices in Mexico City, for example. I reach out to the Mexico City office all the time. Um, the game against León was obviously something that was really exciting. Um, so I'm able to do that from a global standpoint. It's pretty cool just to hear what's going on, what's working, what trends are happening, um, what's going on with football culture, et cetera. Um, and there's a lot of interest of what's happening in the U.S. It's, it's great. you know. I mean, from Atlanta United to LASC to Galaxy, obviously, with, uh, with Chicharito um, joining, joining the club. Um, there's a lot of interest there.
1: Hmm. So basically, if Adidas is the gospel, there are six disciples and you're one of them.
6: <laughs> yeah I, yeah good luck selling that one in i don't, I don't know if anybody, i don't know if anybody will respond to all that more like if there is uh i'm
1: pretty sure that's out. how how kanye's doing his <laughs> next uh next shoe rollout right
6: <laughs> i don't know i'm not i'm not a disciple i'm more like uh yes i'll go do that
2: yeah that's no, uh, awesome,
6: i am very fortunate to rep, rep la and anybody who knows me knows that i love the city so much it's just done so much for me and generations of my family that it's exciting to be able to see projects like this come to life it really is
5: and and tim we're gonna we're gonna have rich and ben and marcus and some of the folks that got the kind of gold shoes on a little bit later and sort of put this all together as as a big episode we'd love to go to the you know release releases when we could during pre-covid times and and sort of go around and talk to people so we're going to try to recreate that here but is there anything, you know, this oh. shoe is going to be out in 10 days. Is there anything specific uh, about, about the shoe that you, you ended up liking? I know like one of the unique features is sort of these these tongue inserts. Um, and, uh, you know, is there, is there anything else about it um, that you, you think people will like or any last, last things you want to sort of say about the collaboration and what it might mean to you?
6: yeah I, I would start with thanking the club and thanking the support like i i i can't thank the club enough for all the support and uh, they've been so supportive of myself and the brand along the journey so when you mentioned marcus marcus created that incredible video um gifting the the gold pair like marcus is a genius he's amazing and ben obviously um you know his outreach with the streetwear community and pat and his outreach with the community this could not have happened without that team number one um i would say that first and foremost in terms of the shoe itself it was really designed by the club um you know it's unique with the long tongue that harkens back to um to uh like kind of traditional football from the you know the 1950s the original samba um I, I would probably say that from a design perspective, it's just more about what it means than what it looks like. I guess mm. um, it, it's a symbol of yeah. everything that Club stands for, of being a force for good, and and that's that. And you know, I, I know it's not marketing speak, but I think that's what means the most to me because I see products all the time, and some stuff looks really cool, and I can't wait to put it on, and I get tired of it. This is is special because there's deeper meaning behind it, if, if that makes sense. Um, and it, it, it's basically broken a, a glass ceiling, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. The support from the 3252, the supporter groups, the club, um, all organic to say, no, 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 we, we, we're going to roll with this. It's just, I mean, everyone's paying attention going, wow. And uh, it's, just, it's just awesome. Hope that makes sense. Um, I I love the way it looks I think it's cool Uh, I love the black and gold color it's it's good but it's really about what it means to me more than anything yeah man the gold one's probably my favorite
1: (laughs) yeah no just the fact that Rich sold you sold you on that idea of being a force for good in Los Angeles and and you know in in this year especially we we definitely need to be reminded of that um, you know that that's where this all started and and I think something great like a collaboration with a brand as big as adidas is is a reminder that you know of, of what was built and and how much more there is to come and how we need to stay focused on on building that community for that force of good
6: oh man and you know what to that point i gotta tell you guys this this is this is really cool we're talking about the force for good a year ago and then covid happens hmm And no, I mean, it's little in, you know, you have to think like budgets and everything get really destroyed by this. We're a huge company, but at the end of the day, we're trying to save jobs.
2: Yeah.
6: And to see that we're able to manifest being a force for good with the launch, I wouldn't change anything because the reality is, is that this is why we did it. You know what I mean? So as weird as it is, and you guys want to know another weird thing. When we picked, we actually picked August 22nd. Because obviously shipping is kind of crazy everywhere. I mean, you guys, I mean you can imagine what this does to your supply chain with you got warehouses shutting down everything else. It's been a very, very difficult time for us as a brand. Every brand, everybody, everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Guess what day 822 is? It's El Classico. It's yeah. it's the game. <laughs> and it was literally like literally this week, or when they announced the schedule, I was like, Rich, did you realize it's on this day? There's so many of that that I know it was right. And I'm not yeah. trying to do the marketing speak. It's just, you know, from the yeah. honoring frontline workers and the community leaders to it naturally coming out on this day, it was just perfect. You know? I so, mean, how, how um, beautiful is it that
1: we didn't even have a match and we still won that day.
6: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's beautiful. That I know
1: you're not allowed to say it cause you probably represent the galaxy too, but we don't.
6: <laughs> I, I know I, you guys, you guys try to trap me every time I do it. Like, I love all the clubs and I think, um, you know, it's interesting. I'm, I, you guys are laughing, but I, uh, I'm very open, you know, like I, I, remember talking, um, and just saying, Hey, we're doing this and here's why. And it was understood. So mm-hmm. I will say that there's so much respect there that, you know, a, aside from the derby and, you know, the, the, the competition, there's so much respect there, um, that is real, is really genuine. And I think that's awesome. Because you know, when I said, "Hey, here's here's why," it was like, "Oh yeah, that that makes sense. That's that's great." Man, beautiful man. Well, uh, the, was,
5: well we're living in a black and gold world, and everyone else is just living in it. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, hey, Tim. T- uh, if <laughs>
6: there's anything else you'd like to add, um, you know. Yeah, talk I I, I want to thank you guys. Thank you guys for having me on. Thank you for dealing with my horrible internet. Um, chop it up, make me sound better than I have been because I've been cutting in and out over and over again. But I really appreciate you guys. I appreciate all the support. It means so much to us. And, um, you know, I did a presentation to the 3252 back in November where I got to meet a lot of the leadership. And, you know, Jimmy and the team, Jimmy, who I've I've known for a little bit, um, and just really honored. And what I mean by that is honored to work with the clubs or the club itself, honored to work with the supporter groups an honor to even have the opportunity to be on the call with you guys. I really, really appreciate it. Cause I look at myself as a, as basically someone who works for the people of LA. That's literally how I work is like get the voices of the people that matter most to the city, um, into our brand. Um, so it really meant a lot to me to be invited on this. So, um, that said, make me look as cool as possible. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just playing. Tim,
5: I don't know if you know this, but you helped
6: shepherd, the coolest soccer shoe
5: in American history. We don't need to do anything to make you look cooler. So there you go. Ah, no, nah, I, don't, I don't know about it.
6: But thank, thank you guys. I truly mean it. It does mean a lot. And um, please reach out if you have any questions. Definitely hit up. Uh, by the way, LFC controls all the shoes, not me. So hit them up and go yeah, crazy. Yeah, don't bother Tim. Fast <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I, we literally were like, you guys tell us who we need to honor. Um, and, and they went for it. So when you need the shoes, you know who to hit up. I got Rich's cell number. Just start blowing them up. <laughs> <laughs> well, brother. Um, yeah, man. Uh, if, if that's it,
1: I just want to say thank you, Tim. Like it's, it's so dope that, that you know. We, I mean, we've been in the meetings that you came through to speak with us, and yeah, know, yeah. There were there there might have been some bumps in the road, but the the fact that this got done, and and you know, while you were there, you saw the vision of why you know this whole thing was built. It it just you know brings joy to to my heart
6: <laughs> and hey hey brother you know what i'll tell you this and you remember that meeting when i unveiled the line art for this thing we kept our word and we did it against yes yeah, so you did it, it, and and that 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 meant a lot and you know like the fact that to be able to look back back in that november meeting because remember when i showed the line art i was like oh fuck you know, this is amazing. Yeah. to be able to do it in this environment and do it right to honor why it was created
1: is awesome brother Love it. Appreciate it, bro.
0: What's good,
2: dude? Oh, Mr.
5: Orozco's here.
0: Oh, young Dweez. Oh, we got brother Dweez. We got brother
5: Dweez. What up, Dweezes? Hey, before it's let me know. Before we kick back in, or when I kick back in, Sean's about to leave, and I just want him to just kick us off with his uh, Samba story real quick. Oh, I, dude. We- Love I, it. I uh,
2: Ready?
5: One,
7: one, two
2: three.
5: two,
7: three. Hey, hey, guys, sometimes it feels like your life's a podcast. This is Baby Dweez here, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you my story of how Slim, Josh, and Rich are my boys, and I miss them dearly. And the real story is, I've been wearing Sambas my whole life, indoor soccer shoe, Southern Utah, you know what it is. Big dweez, doesn't really rock the Sambas anymore. He's on a more sophisticated middle-age kind of look now. So I don't know (laughs) if he can really speak or really even deserves a pair, to be completely honest. But uh, all that aside, you know, indoor soccer shoe, wearing it in Utah. Guess what, guys? Works great in the snow. That's my story. That's all I got. I walk to and from school uphill both ways through the snow. Rich knows what I'm talking about. Josh doesn't. And just kidding, Josh actually does the most because of his uh, jersey. Because of his jersey. I love Josh Spice's hair cut right now. Let it be known. Okay. And uh, yeah, Alex is bumping out of power over here. Probably getting paused. And uh, you know, I hope you guys enjoy the facial hair because we're just growing it out. That's all we can do.
2: Love you, love you. Miss you, little Dweez.
5: So, uh, yeah, Young Dweez just stopped by. I wore sambas for the first part of my life, probably from age, like, 5 to age 15. And Sean's been wearing them ever since, uh, from 15 to the (laughs) present. So, Young Dweez uh, had just shared his story. But we also want to say we just had Timothy from Adidas on. He was great. He talked about honoring the force for good. Once he heard those words from Rich's mouth, uh, the force for good and honoring them, we'd now have Rich with us. Uh, yeah, there might be a soccer game going on right now. Orlando playing Timbers in some far-off bubble. We don't really know. We don't talk about soccer on this podcast. Damn we just you, John Latino. around it. <laughs> so we've got enough Dwee stuff. Rich, you're here. We've got a Samba shoe coming out in eleven days. Uh, as we're recording this on the eleventh, um, man. This is an exciting time. The most, the most. I put it this way: the most exciting soccer shoe in American history is about to drop. Uh, how does it feel?
3: Uh, I, I actually, I love your fire about it because I think the reason everyone's getting excited is because the roots of the shoe in the culture. Uh, the only reason we have this opportunity is because we all keep showing up from day one, and we became undeniable to Adidas LA, and Adidas West Coast, and then Adidas Europe. So I, I love that setup, man, because it's just like, it's a, it's a dream come true. Um, all of us want to be, um, have a place, have a seat at the table of, of the biggest football clubs in the world and the best communities in the world. And the Samba for me is, is that baby step. Uh, we've been let in the door. We have a seat at the table. And it has a lot of swagger. So you combine the swagger and the fire with, with the actual roots of what it means to all of us, and then how it reflects all of our different stories. Uh, whether we're football heads or not. You know, that shoe transcends everything, which is why doing a partnership for the first time ever, you know, it's a it was the it's the first full collaboration with Adidas originals for an MLS Club. That's that's huge. That's huge. So we we've been breaking walls just like we've all been breaking walls from day one. So now we broke in we, we actually kicked in the wall with a samba.
1: <laughs> Love it. Oh man. Timothy I mean, Yeah
5: go ahead. Go dude. ahead, Slim. No no no. No, go no. Go ahead. Okay. no I was Tim go. Tim had mentioned to us that like as these conversations started or, or he start you know, got to come to games and you guys had conversations, like you were already always Samba like from yeah. the beginning yeah. um, and for the reasons you're talking about uh, you know, it's connection with the global sports, something LAFC's always wanted to to do, which is honor the traditions that were already in place before LAFC ever arrived and sort of participate in them uh, in its own unique way. But do you, I'm curious to know, do you have a specific Samba memory or a specific Samba story that you remember from before all this? Did you ever rock a pair as a kid? Uh, walking through the Idaho snow, like my little brother just described, or perhaps, um, you know, in some other, some other context, like playing indoor, for example?
2: I, I don't have a story where
3: the Samba got me through a very difficult part of my life. <laughs> 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 but, um, I mean, who doesn't remember rocking them in our early days? I love the white and black combo of, of the classic. Uh, the white Samba's got that kind of off-white uh, texture to a too. Which is kind of fun. So you know, these days an off-white is the thing. So I do remember the combo. Uh, obviously, very affordable and accessible to all of us uh, growing up, no matter what where you were in life. And yeah, played a lot of indoor too back in the day, and, and just kicking the ball around. So that was just the shoe that uh, you can kick the ball around at uh, at recess, and then also uh, just walk home in it and don't have to change your cleats or anything. So I think it it, it was functional and accessible and uh and we all we all love those three stripes back in the day
5: yeah so slim and josh you guys neither of you played growing up like maybe rich and i did and my brother but what was what was the samba's like visual appeal to you like how was it as like a fashion item or was it at all or did you guys like scoff at the samba and i'm just making all of its dopeness up in my head go ahead spice man you're the you're the
1: fashionable one here
0: Yo, the Samba's hot. That's all I got to say. No, it's uh I think uh, the Samba's for a while there for for Adidas was really the only shoe that uh, was hitting, right? When Nike was so dominant, especially in the states, um in the 90s 2000s and for the Samba to have any kind of place because the superstar keeps on going in and out of like trendiness and not trendiness you said the Stan Smith earlier was a highest selling Adidas shoe and I remember like vividly when J. Crew started putting on the Stan Smith everyone started buying the Stan Smith again in America but the Samba tried and true whether you played indoor or not I think has been kind of this lifestyle icon which speaks to the personality of what Originals was so yeah I mean that's crazy that we get to have a Samba shoe for Los Angeles and for LAFC man I think that's it's it's a historically important shoe and so when Tim, when Rich, we asked Tim, uh, like who kind of had the idea, and he's like, "Oh, oh, Rich did. Rich, Rich was shooting for the moon, and he compared, Dewey's compared you asking for a Samba, like you asked um, Elon Musk to go to the go to Mars together with LAFC, and that's <laughs> yeah. how big one ask it was. So that's where you stand in our hearts and minds, Rich. So I want you to know that, and you you uh, pulled it all
3: together. But here, the, the fun thing is we've all made big ass from day one. Like that's the, the big and the bold, all of us have stories about that, the big and the bold about dreaming of what we can create here. Uh, and the Samba, I mean, you mentioned it, it's more than just an LAC shoe. It's a Los Angeles shoe. So hmm. it, even when you look at the design and the messaging, it's about Los Angeles. It's the LA hit on the tongue of the shoe by design. So, you know, it's Los Angeles first. And that's always what we put first in our community, at the club. It's about the city first and the people first. And, you know, hopefully we represent that in the best way possible. So even, even how it was designed was, was carefully thought about that we want, you know, all Angelinos to get excited about it. And if, when people get excited about, when you have LA product, I mean, the world gets excited about it. So that, that's what's going to be fun about it.
0: Richard Roscoe, you set the stage right now for all the sneaker heads and all the supporters who are going to buy this sneaker. Is there a right way to wear this shoe? Do we – should we not take the second tongue off? Is that the authentic way to do it? Is showing the L.A. – L.A. gold L.A. crest on there the only way to do it? What What's your take? Because we're, we're going to kind of take Houston, you, bro. So, I, I think much like if you pop the
3: collar on your jacket or your polo, it depends on the event. There's some places where you pop the collar, and there's other places, you know, Easter Sunday at the Bunch of Mom, you know, the collar's down. So, yeah. I'm actually – I like having the the, the long tongues uh, maybe in my drawer for a potential pop the collar event, but uh, I'm actually a no long tongue guy. I'm excited that the blacks coming out uh, have that option, the no long tongue. And, you know, for, for, for me, this is, and I'll get back to, you know, we always talk about uh, 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 the divine with this shoe, but like this is the rite of passage. If you're a real LAFC fan, if you're with us and you're in it, you got to have the uniform. <laughs> if, you want, if you want to go to heaven, you have to have a black LAFC Samba. And that's what I believe.
0: Wait, so okay. did you also I know you buy a him to Erwin McManus, Rich? I don't know if you'll approve of that. Message. I love Erwin. I love
8: Erwin. Yeah. I hope you listen to this. Wait, these, these,
5: these religious metaphors hit with these two. Uh, church going boys uh to my left and right on these digital screens and i know they hit with a lot of people but i yeah. want to know was there divine intervention to also create a la derby on the 22nd the day that the shoes come out how hard did you have to lobby to actually get the shoe to come out on the same day at this game
3: so you bring up a beautiful point it is divine intervention all of our journey like we all know there's these magical spiritual uh pieces in there we didn't plan the 22nd. This thing was like in the works. Well, just look what happened, what's dropping on the 22nd. You know, the Battle of Los Angeles, the LA Derby, can, we can go on and on. But, yeah, you, it's exact, It's a perfect question because this seems like it always happens to us. And, and I think it happens to us because we're all super real and authentic about what we're doing. And we love group and we love community and we want to enroll other people. We want to get everybody fired up with us. So I, I think it's just happening because of, of the good energy we're throwing out there. Adidas smells it. You know, those guys were our partners from day one, which is very cool. They didn't jump on, you know, season two. So, day one, they were there. I, I was rocking the Black Sambas every match day super early. A, they're yeah. comfortable. B, in my head, it was kind of aspirational about us being in that game. I've been to Germany. I've been to the ideas offices in Germany. Like, when you walk in there, it, it does feel divine. It feels like you're at a spiritual experience. You're at, you're at a church of, of world football and casual culture when you walk in there. And, by the way, their campus in Nuremberg feels like that. You know, they, they take their, their brand very seriously and they take their narrative very seriously and the history very seriously. So, you know, it took a while for us to move the needle with them to get this kind of a special production within a giant infrastructure, right? You, we can't underestimate that. The, the work that Mike Brennan did, he's in Portland, and then Tim Nikoloff here in L.A., the work that those guys did in the inside to just showcase everything we were about. And then, you know, this week, I mean, there's two guys – uh, the D9U crew, the guys in the um, northwest, uh, northeast Kapo stand. those guys, you know, they started the Vela left shoe. They started raising that Adidas shoe, you know, with the Vela goals. Like, they, it was already in our DNA and, and in our veins, Adidas and originals, and these guys just started, like, even taking it to a whole different level. So I'm really excited for guys like that to get their, their first Samba because those guys, everything they did, I was sending all that to Adidas. And I was sending all of that to MLS. Like, guys, we have we have something happening here. We have a, a, an amazing energy here, and let's do something that's never been done before. And, and trust us. It's really about trust. Us. So this whole thing was trust. Trust. Adidas trusts us. All of us, when we're building together, and it just all, it all works when you have that. So I'm just pumped because it's it's been a collective effort for all of us to make this happen. Um, our entire creative team: Jeff, uh, Marcus, uh, Pat. Ben Chi, Natalia in our in our partner marketing group was like on this every day, just you know project managing it and just pushing it through because you know there, it's an, it was an, it, over an eighteen month conversation. This was not quick, so we were just like it's like it's like a daily, to, a weekly to do list. What's what's the samba? What's the
5: samba? What's the samba? So it took a while, but we're we're pretty pumped. Super collective effort. So we're gonna have some of the folks on later who got pairs of the gold ones, but do you want to yeah. talk a little bit about how? Uh, those were sort of people yeah. were nominated for those and those were distributed as the force for good.
4: Yeah. So
3: you know, those were created really to create a conversation that we all know in the sneaker world and, and apparel world, you know, there's you want to kind of have some license and create some fun, fun swagger product um, that is not necessarily make sense for large runs. And just give it out to people who 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 have contributed to, to what you're about so the gold sambas um you know in the, again we couldn't script this window for all of us so who better to gift the gold sambas to than community heroes and also you know people who've been here from day one you know directors in the third to 52 um that was like an honor for us to be able to to to, to give people like that these shoes and i mean the text messages we got the videos we got of people being surprised I mean. we all know the power of of just that, you know, small, thoughtful, uh, you know, craft driven gift, like, you know, that, that, you know, people really put a lot of heart and soul into creating it, whether it's a $5 something or a hundred dollars something or a $10,000 watch. Like we all know, and we appreciate craftsmanship. So when you get that, got that package as a community hero of that gold shoe, like I literally got videos with people who were thanking us and it choking up and in tears, um, because they felt like LAFC honored them as a community hero. You know, we don't know what people are going through in their daily lives, you know, who's who's acknowledging them, who's thanking them. So, it's it's that power of that uh that delivery the-
5: Well, we know we got a couple other more people coming on, so Rich, you've been good with your time uh as always, good having you on the FCFC pod. You've probably gonna been on like 100 times, you'll be on 100 more, I hope. And uh yeah, thanks for thanks on your side for for bringing this those of us who've had relationships with Sambas, you know, in our lives, I think we can all, I can, I can speak for all of us to say like, this is, it's such a, it's such a gift, you know, having the stadium in, in in Expo Park, walking distance from my house was a gift, having the type of team and the thing we put together. But it's also been cool to see things like, you know, the fitted hat come out, the shoe come out, all of it is uh, all part of that, that dream and that thing that you guys keep pushing for. So we're also grateful for you to keep doing that.
3: Yeah, I love it. If you, if you guys think about it, like these monster culture driven brands are taking a bet on us. Like I'm wearing the new era hat on purpose. You know, they took a bet on us early. First team in MLS history to do a deal with them. Uh, you know, Beats by Dre with our custom beats that are not for sale yet. Um, but like those guys took a bet on us. They believe in our culture. So to me, the Samba and Adidas Originals is, is the next step of people believing in us. And I'll tell you right now before we uh, sign off, it's just
1: the beginning We got a master plan. Let's run Adidas Originals. And yeah, and shout out Rich, man. Uh, Let's give you some flowers while while you can smell them. I mean, a lot of the things that happen for our community, and a lot of it is us asking you to, but you'll actually hear it and unrelentingly forward that message, mixed with a little bit of your own, to get, you know, pretty much everything we have right now. So, really. Thank you for for being so unrelentingly yourself, Um, and and you know, everything starts from the top, and that spirit and energy that you bring to to the 3252 and everyone else inside that stadium, it's infectious, and and that's part of why we are as great as we are.
3: Let's keep having fun. That's my thing. Yes, sir.
9: wow dude your beard is amazing man yeah i'm just, I'm
1: just letting something go. that most asians cannot do you don't that's understand what, how impressive that is
9: that's what people would say merlin's beard <laughs>
1: oh yeah you make me want to pull it like that from the base it's just how the girls like it wow
9: yeah. <laughs> i don't want to say anything that's going to get me in trouble i'm just going to keep my mouth shut <laughs> dude just get fired bro it's cool <laughs> I can get a job with you guys. Why not? Yeah. Oh yeah,
5: you go work for free. Let's hire. Love line,
0: love line, dude. We got a love line true. with that's
9: G. The, that's the idea to work for free,
1: isn't it? That's that's the dream. Yep, hell yeah, that's what we're doing. We're gonna move to Southern Utah to a hut in the wilderness and just keep recording every day.
5: No way. We got to go to a beach in Brazil, man. Utah's too expensive.
1: Oh, Ben loves Brazil because then Brazilian girls love Ben.
5: Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah.
1: I can no know- Brazilian Brazilian girls, from what I hear. Fucking love Koreans, right? I can neither confirm nor deny. And we're back with another integral part of the amazing collaboration that is the LAFC Samba.
5: Samba, 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 Samba. Samba. Um, Mr. Bet how are you doing this
9: evening? Samba, Samba. Um, I'm, I'm good. All things considered, I'm good and excited to be here uh, again. Um, I know you guys haven't had me on here for a really long time, much to my dismay, but... Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Thank you guys for inviting me. Always, man. Um,
1: if you guys don't know, Ben, she is in charge of basically all of our merchandise. He, he, I mean, all right, don't bother him about the merchandise. He hates when people, <laughs> bother. Him. but he's the one that, you know, kind of does all the dirty work that, you know, gets all these things to happen. If, if Rich is selling the dream, um, <laughs> Ben has to, Build the field where they will come. <laughs> wow. So, Ben, uh, yeah, we just want—we just kind of want to know what, like, what your perspective of the process was to to get this historic piece of shoes to delivered to us.
9: Um, I think with all things uh, LAFC, it just starts with a vision. It starts with a dream. It starts with a hope, and we kind of work at it from there, right? Um, I think. We've always wanted to create something that is authentic to the culture of football outside of the stadium. Um, Something that was gonna be global, something that would really resonate with not only our community, but our our fan base as well too. Something that pays homage to a brand that has taken football and football culture to another level. Um, Something some, a brand that has consistently put uh, their money where their mouth is and have invested into the communities and invested into the game of soccer. Um, and, and I think this collaboration is definitely something that we've been looking forward to for a long time. I think when we say that we want to be the next cultural icon in global football and we want to press, uh, you know, and and we want to further and, you know, really develop more of the importance of football culture into, you know, the United States. I think this is a really, really good step forward in achieving that.
1: You said it was an 18 month process, like. How
9: difficult was it really
1: to get this done?
9: Um, I think that the process is always something that isn't easy. And I think that because it's not easy, it's that much more meaningful to all of us when it actually does happen. We have to take into consideration a lot of different things like how much is the price of the shoe going to be? What are the additions that are going to make the price of the shoe go up? Um how do how like how mindful can we be or what is the extent of mindfulness we can take into consideration when we set something like the price point? And even just me talking about it for the first 30 seconds, we're only talking about a small portion of an important one, but just the price point aspect. Then we kind of touch upon what does the packaging look like? Um, how does the shoe look like? What is the colorway, the tongue? Um, the soul, um, the story behind it, why it makes sense, how we build it out, how do we roll it out, what do we consider, um, you know, so there's a lot of different things to kind of look at. It's not just as easy as saying, okay, well, you know, here's a website, go on and customize it however you want. Um, There's a lot of different things that you have to kind of check off. And I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Adidas Originals has never collaborated with an MLS club before or the league in, 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 in general. So for those of you guys that don't know, there is an Adidas Mountain logo, which is the Adidas logo that is on all of the jerseys. And then there's the Originals logo that is on a lot of their you know, track suits, um, their, uh, their skateboarding, or their original skateboarding um, brand. So essentially, you can almost look at it as two separate brands, although they're the same entity. So there's not a lot of crossover between Mountain and Originals. Um, which was a hurdle in itself for us to be able to collaborate with. So, you know, it was an extreme honor for us to be able to be the first MLS club to do it, but it also came with that much responsibility and that much
0: back work in order for us to make that happen. Ben, I know you're a big, um, you're like in kind of the fashion scene. I mean, there's things that you're more directly tied to. Shout out FC Dorsen one time out here, but...
1: (laughs) www.fcdorsum.com let's buy go. some shit buy some shit
0: now yeah but uh yeah. i know it's like we just you just talked about even the difference of the logos right but like you're now a part of this larger group but you're somehow directly involved in getting a trefoil to los angeles and getting you know getting that logo to an mls club like does that mean something to you as as uh, someone who I consider kind of a historian in the street wear and in the kind of sneaker space. Like, what does that mean to you,
9: um, I don't know, I think, you know, maybe I'm too close to the picture. I just never really put it in the way that you put it, but I guess hearing it from you, it kind of makes me swell up with pride in playing a very small, small, like minimal portion in making it happen. Um, I think the fact that Adidas Originals is able to do a collaboration with an MLS club Um, Because it has been done before in a European stance, you know, Manchester United has had a shoe um, and a couple of other clubs worldwide that are globally recognized. But then for us to be able to do this, you know, three, four years into the club's history and being able to collaborate that. um, Yeah, I think that that's huge. It's 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 a I think it's a pivotal moment that that may not be remembered by every single person outside of the people that are involved or directly affected in the community. But you'll be able to kind of trace it back on the paper trail, maybe 10 years down the line when these things are happening more often and say, oh, shit, you know, I did my research and I didn't know. But Adidas Originals first collaboration with an MLS club was done with LAFC. So I think it's definitely a feather on everyone's cap. Like I'm talking about the community, the people that get to purchase it, the people that get to sell it, the people that I got to create it, the people that got to pitch it. I think it's a. I think it's literally a notch on everyone's belt. It's a win for everyone, not just the people working at the club or working at the brand.
0: Yeah, can you take us through the rollout of like you know this idea for Force for Good? Tim and Rich both highlighted it before, but like where, um, where like when you got the shoe, the final shoe, and you decided to, who to see the product to, which is you know really sacred process for a new shoe releases. Like, what was it like to be like? we're going to give the community leaders that SGs are selecting, that the club is selecting together. Like where, where was the kind of um, back and forth with that? And like, what was like, I think I heard your voice on video to be like, the one actually handing the shoe to the different people there. So what was that like for you?
9: Um, I think that, you know, we try our best to focus on what makes the club special, which is the community of Los Angeles. It's the people that make the club. So when we really sat down and thought about how we're going to, you know, hand these shoes out, I think that the uh, way that we could have approached it obviously was to go to the people with the followers or the influence or the people that have the social uh, you know, power in order to kind of make people drive um, attention and awareness to this. But we kind of felt like that was something that wasn't authentic to who we were. Not that there's anything wrong with that. And there's a lot of different scenarios and cases that require those kind of things. Um, but I just felt like with the shoe that was not gonna be ap- available for retail, that people weren't going to be able to purchase we kind of felt like there needed to be a certain amount of uh how do I say uh an, an honor in, in it and people needed to work for it and I think that people needing to work for it didn't necessarily have to come from a place where you set someone up to work for it but someone who's already been working without any kind of reward or any kind of gain for them personal self so we sat down with the shoe and felt like the shoe was something that was really special something that was very um uh, uh attention grabbing and we felt like you know how do we how do we how do we really make this resonate with somebody and that's when marcus turned uh came up with the term uh heart heart of gold and coined that term for this particular shoe and we kind of sat there and looked through the idea of you know who do we recognize the people that are out there you know, on the streets that are you know fighting the good fight, whether that's in the hospitals, whether that's in as a delivery service uh, person, whether that's per uh, teachers, whether those are you know essential workers, everyone that we felt like people that are out there you know marching in so in the streets for social justice, anybody that's really making a difference in the community, no matter how little or how small, I felt like you know, that was the best way for us to take a look at it. And we didn't feel like the best way for us to dominate those people was for us to go and find those things, but rather to kind of keep, uh, keep it, you know, the opinions and the suggestions of other people that are out there that are on the streets that are having personal relations that, that wanted to honor people. I think that that was, um, a, a way that we wanted to really recognize and, and honor those people. Mm.
5: Well, now that we got all the heart of gold stuff out of the way, Guys, Adidas Originals is, like, the fucking the hip-hop version of this. this. This is, like, the thread into rap culture. This is the thread into, like, you know, we talked earlier with Timothy from Adidas about, like, the punk rock connections with um, with Sambas specifically. But, like, Adidas, for me, has been synonymous with hip-hop events, hip-hop releases, hip-hop culture. Run DMC comes to mind. Uh, having Kill- Mike's Adidas song comes to mind. Uh, we all know Nike and Air Force Ones but there's there's sort of like a there's almost like a god and the devil relationship with Nike and Adidas a little bit and like you know Nike is the symbol of the goddess of victory uh, you know like the, wow. the pre, pre-Christian pre uh, tradition and the trefoil is like a, a symbol that's used in a lot of Christian icon iconography. Um, so you sort of have this like binary here but you also have like the connections between these different cultures and hip hop so smart Yo, i'm
2: you're so smart
9: i'm completely mind blown at that comparison right now i just wow your beard the beard of zeus right there <laughs> the is, beard is doing it so it's, the old TV, the beard, everything. it's
5: the beard of zeus or it's the beard of jesus i don't know i don't know we're talking about pagan gods we're talking oh my about god did you flip that gods. again <laughs> uh no but in all my ramblings what i'm really getting at here is also like isn't it cool to work on something especially with the originals brand or segment of adidas's bag so to speak that does connect with other things we care about not just you know football culture but like the music culture part um the fashion part is is another part of it obviously but like Slim, I don't know. You we talked about this already. You don't play indoor soccer, so you didn't wear Sambas for that. But and Josh is obviously like a Nike guy. You're sort of like on the fence, whatever. You don't care, but like do you have that same connection with Adidas and hip hop and you're embedded in your brain that I do?
9: Um, you know, to be honest, I don't really I I don't really know the like the history like dating back, I'm not a I'm not a historian such as yourself or a scholar. <laughs> I'm more of a dickhead, so I don't really know <laughs> those things. Um, But what I can tell you is that I think that Adidas has taken a lot of risks in areas that other brands haven't. So even in high fashion aspect, I feel like they did a lot of uh, groundwork in being able to tear down those walls by like you know, having uh, designers like Raf Simmons or Rick Owens and really being able to push the boundaries of merging high fashion with something that belongs to the streets or even sports. And then, you know, you obviously have Adidas that are going with Kanye West at the moment. And, you know, you have a whole different, um, you know, arsenal of just artists that are, are 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 in a completely different spectrum of where it started from, like Jam Master J and stuff like that and punk rock, as you've mentioned. So I think that, you know, it's great because, you know adidas skateboarding has done a lot of groundwork in that aspect as well too and the samba in itself a lot of skateboarders used the samba back then as well too and there's a lot of crossover between skateboarding and soccer in general so then i feel like it was a really really good um mesh up for this shoe i think that when i look at this samba model i don't think that i look at it specifically only as oh samba soccer shoe i look at it as a very la shoe and i could be wrong in saying that. But I think that you know there's so many different aspects of Los Angeles that is culturally so in tune with the Samba model whether it's punk rock, whether it's hip-hop, whether it's soccer, or whether it's fashion or skateboarding. I think that there's so many different elements that really really tie and fuse all the things together that culminates to this one shoe silhouette called the Samba that it's only right that a soccer team or a soccer club or a community of people that represents all of those different things come together Um, to celebrate the shoe as well, too.
5: I also want to just point out, he talked about the the name of the shoe that is the Samba. As lovers of Brazilian culture, you and I, Ben Chi, uh, Samba, the spirit (laughs) of Samba in, like, Brazilian culture is obviously something you feel palpably in the streets walking around Rio. The -hmm. shuffling of one's feet in the discotheques of brazil with uh your preferred beautiful individuals of which there are many in that country no matter what right. your preferences might be yep. um so. there is something about just those five golden letters s-a-m-b-a and you just kind of just feel the, the vibe. how could how could so many things i mean i've already put it on a record on this podcast this is the greatest american soccer shoe of all time as someone who played indoor a lot all right Mm. this is the best release because it's also something i can use practically in my indoor games i can wear it in the streets of los angeles with pride and if i go to rio for carnival when the world's pandemic is over and i shuffle my feet i'm shuffling in sambas and it's just a beautiful thing so just come at me with anything that you guys i just i kind of want i kind of want to introduce this concept as the professor in the room and you guys try to poke holes in it what's a better soccer shoe the Los Angeles Samba for all these things I've just said,
9: set go. Are, are, are you saying that? Are you saying that specifically to this L, like LAFC collaboration Samba, or are you just talking about Samba the Silhouette?
5: I'm talking about the LAFC collaboration Samba, and let me also add in my argument for this: black and white sambas, the iconic Samba colors are like embedded in all of our brains. You couldn't make, make like a, I don't know, you could, you could make like a purple and the white one for like Orlando City or whatever but you couldn't have the same synchronicity with the colors that my brain is already used to as black and gold it's just it's just it's a perfect shoe i'm sorry i'm i'm, I'm like I, I sound like I'm, I'm i'm selling these but it is a perfect shoe <laughs> true or false and what would be better and what would be better come on come at me with your air force one that you want to make all right i got a pair of air ones green ones that i wear on saint paddy's day I, I, I don't
9: see them, I see see them.
2: better <laughs> I don't, I, aggressive.
9: I, I, yeah i don't i don't think that there's any argument in saying that there is another shoe silhouette that can cross over between a lot of different cultures the way that the samba does i think that the maybe the next closest one would be the adidas superstars but um adidas superstar hasn't really been able to cross over into the soccer area um the way that samba has and i think that it's a very interesting shoe because you don't I, I can't really pivot and pinpoint the reason why a samba can cross over to so many different areas of culture um, when it's a specifically a soccer shoe. So I don't know who picked it up and decided to run with it. I don't know who was the first skateboarder. I don't know who was the first punk rocker. I don't know who was the first um, person that, you know, decided to use this for a lot of different reasons. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that it's, it's, it's a really, really iconically cultural shoe in Los Angeles. I would say that, I mean, obviously, you have uh, other other shoes that are in the running for it. But I would say when it comes to a soccer, like you said, a soccer crossover shoe that bleeds into all, all different areas of culture, I would say it's really, really difficult to find one that's
0: as uh, closely matched as the Samba shoe. Yeah, and I think you're absolutely you're right when you say that, Ben. I think in the soccer lane purely, I think the Samba is the king there. I think the only other parallel I could strike for as many different kinds of things you can use a shoe for is probably like converse high chuck taylor like in pure right. basketball origin to lifestyle origin like that's you have some of the parallels there but in terms of soccer in this country Dweez, you're absolutely right man the, has anyone, ever, is the key. has anyone ever played basketball in chucks? I mean yeah not, yeah, yeah we does like, it work
5: does it does it work out or are you going to break your ankle?
0: I mean Dr. J played in chucks so I mean it's you can do it you know all, the all
5: is – I'm saying My fat asked to
0: break an
1: ankle doing anything in any shoes <laughs> or whatever.
9: I definitely think that there is no bigger stamp of approval in a global perspective in the game of soccer than working on the shoe with Adidas, especially, yeah, when- especially given the exclusivity of how tough it is to score an original collaboration from an athletic and sports standpoint. I think it's extremely difficult. I mean, um, you know, you've seen... You know, like more recently, you've seen Palace do a a, a collaboration with uh, Juventus, and that's an Adidas club. But even that was done on the mountain logo level. It wasn't done on the Originals level. I mean, I've only seen a very, very few select clubs that have done a shoe with an Originals, and that's I think Manchester United, off the top of my head, is the only one that I know. Um, uh, I, I think we said there are
1: four. Go ahead and name those four. Yeah, I'm there sure are sure. there are a
9: few more. I'm sure when I when
1: I heard the other four teams, I was like, okay, we're in fucking ridiculous company. Yeah,
9: absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's no doubt that the prestige of the 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 list of people that we're, we're with is is unbelievable. You know, I, again, this is after our club's been in existence for only three four years, and I could probably tell you that there's a lot of people around the world that are still like, what the fuck is LAFC? So, <laughs> um. Sorry, I don't know if I'm. Yeah, I'm allowed to cut. Yeah, but anyway, um, I, I think that I think that it's it's extremely it's extremely you know root like an honoring project. It's a very very big 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 step for LAFC.
5: And the last thing I'll say about these two big companies, which both happen to make shoes and people ride hard for one or the other, is this: Phil Knight, who before he got his waffle irons and stole designs from Japan and came back to the U.S. to fumble together a couple of nonsense and smack a logo on there that he probably took from somebody else. He was 12 years old, probably like fumbling around his neighborhood in Oregon, falling in the lakes and picking berries. When Uruguay was beating Brazil in the Maracana in the 1950 World Cup final, the same year that the Samba came out, the Samba's been out since Phil Knight was 12 years old, The Adidas Sambas are here. Please honor them with a purchase of your own so you can join the club into heaven. Sponsored by by the earlier contestant, Rich Roscoe, who will also give you a ticket on the next Elon Musk space bus to Mars when we have the black and gold party on the red planet.
0: (laughs) Dweez Dweez is is ready to pod today, baby.
5: (laughs) Pop the collars. I'm going to pop the collars on my Easter Sunday pair of shoes uh, next time I see my grand.
2: <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs>
5: They're long gone. I don't have grandparents anymore. Uh,
1: so before the we launched the Samba, the LAFC Samba, is there anything, any little tidbit, you know, a little something behind the scenes that happened, something special about it or whatever? or Is there just anything you want to say to the people?
9: G? Yeah, I think that Josh brought it up. I got a chance to deliver it. Um to a couple of our community members uh, at a safe social distance with the mask on and everything. We got a chance to drop it off. And I think that, you know, seeing the people's reactions to the shoe because we've been looking at it for such a long time, um, it made us appreciate that the fact that, you know, there's a lot of hurdles and there's a lot of hard work that goes behind these projects. But nonetheless, I think seeing the people rea- uh, react to it, taking pride in it and being able to even share conversations with you guys uh, like this because of this one particular product Um, I think that it shows that it goes beyond just whatever it is that we think it is. Like, it's not just a shoe in a sense. It's something that gives us all something to unite behind uh, an energy, a sense of pride, and a sense of um, belonging that we get with something as easy as a shoe. And I know that there's a lot of, you know, very uh, corny, uh, stereotypical sayings that people say, like walking a mile in my shoes or the journey through someone's shoes or looking at it from uh, uh, or standing in someone else's shoe. And I think that this is a perfect shoe that actually really fits that perspective because the the journey and the walk inside an LAFC's fans uh uh, the shoe of an LAFC fan or an LAFC affiliate or associate or 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 a supporter is so different and it's been like everyone even on this call has been brought together to this club in so many different ways and everybody came from a different walk of life that I think that to kick off the shoe that is so global in so many different cultural ways and so many different layers of why the shoe is special And why this club is special? I think it's a perfect marriage between the two.
5: LA Derby, August twenty second, the same day the shoe comes out. Was it written in the stars?
9: You know, I think I've said it before on this on this podcast. I think that LAFC is a very serendipitous club in so many different ways. I mean, you can't ask for so many of these things. Like you can't plan it. You know, um, there was a few times where you know we felt like it was going to release, and you know the dates and everything lined up to make it happen. And we didn't even know whether we were gonna come back after the tournament. And we had found out just as much as anybody else had found out in the same way that it lined up with the Galaxy uh, match. So, I mean, I think that, you know, yes, it, that the stars couldn't have written it any better. And I think that that's a, maybe that's a, maybe that's a sign from whatever Christian pagan, whatever thing you mentioned. <laughs> last,
5: last question, last question, Benji. Favorite samba memory. First samba memory
9: of this project, or
5: first samba memory of any samba, and oh, you can even answer, and
9: you, and you can even
5: answer not related to the actual shoe. You can also give us a story about sambaing in Brazil. Hey,
9: he can't talk about that here. <laughs> yeah, I can't talk about my samba experience in Brazil, um, just because it's a little bit more uh, steamier than the shoe in itself. But uh, what, I, what I what I will say, my first samba memory is um, I bought it from. I bought a pair of Sambas and I wore it out. And I would probably have to attribute maybe me having a certain compliment that led to a certain night out with a certain individual to the Samba shoe. Hey. So it was a very unique shoe, long tongue. No. Um, <laughs> that was maybe that was the indicator i don't know what it was but it kind of worked out in my favor i got a compliment on the shoe and it was a very good conversation starter and then one thing led to another and then the shoes were off Yo! <laughs> sometimes God. the
5: best time that's story, the story baby shoe, <laughs> sometimes the best part of a shoe is when you take it off love that love that Chi.:
9: or putting it on to yeah to go back where <laughs> it came from. yeah i i totally agree Olé, 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 olé. <laughs>
5: <laughs> we love chi we love story time we can't wait to we do an entire episode dedicated to your children's book where you read it out loud to us as story thank time.
9: you thank you guys
1: all right brother <laughs> we'll talk to you Have soon deal, man, man.
2: all right what's up up. we're
5: back fcfc pod they told me i couldn't do a shotgun pod digitally and we're doing a shotgun pod anyways we're talking sambas we're talking adidas we're talking my battery getting low on my phone but we're still rolling through it because it's plugged into a charger let's fucking go christian (laughs) from cuervos the boy here slim is over there he's doing what slim does best josh Feist, we're back here we already talked to benji we talked to rich we talked oh, to Tim. now we're talking to the people oh and we got patrick in the building too pat is hey. here TSG pat pat flanagan pat flanagan what's up y'all
8: what, what, go, up? what up what up what it's good to see your faces
5: <laughs> that's slim taking over
8: Nice, Slim. We gotta, we gotta get you that test for the Rona.
1: Dude, <laughs> all you Caucasian people have amazing beards. <laughs>
4: uh, yep. That's funny. That's a yeah, solid beard. That... dewey has got me for sure. <laughs> all
5: right, Dweez has I, a whole
1: fucking poodle on his face.
5: Yo, a razor has not touched my face since uh, Slim came over. Since Slim came over for a. Uh, St. Patrick's Day. So this is since then. Holy it's a corn. Quarant- it's a representation, <laughs> physical representation of how long we've all been doing this. Nice. Let me water. let me set this up real
0: quick. Let me set this up real quick. Okay. So in my head right now, I got two of my favorite people here on the podcast here with me. I got two very opposite ends of the sneaker spectrum. Okay. I got Pat, who's a very New Balance new dad out here. He's a he's a he's a big dude. his New Balance right here, and I have Christian jordan head extraordinaire over on the other end right here but both of y'all got a uh a, a, were blessed and seated with a pair of exclusive all gold laoc sambas and for very good reasons i think both of y'all are actually educators and great cooks as well but like can you talk about like where you guys kind of are in this sneaker journey and what it meant to get this shoe from the club man
8: yeah i'll uh
4: i'll start i pretty much wore just converse high tops my entire life um i got thrown off uh um the tennis courts i played tennis in high school um because i tried to show up and play in high tops and they're like "Yo, there's no arch support like you need to get real tennis shoes and so basically since then i've been wearing new balance from big five so i've been dad Foster. shoes since high school
8: oh <laughs> yeah dude nice man some uh, to the street where some uh, some new balances are pretty fire man you got to put you on there's a lot of there's a lot of heat out there <laughs> i don't know if they have it at big 5 but you can <laughs> find some shit <laughs> um but um but yeah man i mean i think my um my just like an affinity for for sneakers and and sneaker culture in in la um i was i was a kid um when when the, the jordans that are being retroed now were the actual you know like they just came out
2: yeah yeah
8: you know it wasn't a it wasn't a retro but i my my parents you know working class folks that i got smacked in the head if i asked them for a hundred and hundred and twenty dollar pair of sneakers you know that wasn't a thing i was wearing uh black tops you know bk lights was the u yep I was, wearing, I was wearing the clunky shoes, but um, I could still remember the first pair of Jordans that I ever bought with my own money. I want to say I was probably 14 or 15. Long story short, my dad, um, he asked me if I wanted to um, be like a, a busboy or a waiter at one of their events. Mm. And I was a kid, dude. I had no business serving booze. I had no business. I had zero experience doing any of that stuff. But I told him, yeah, you know, I'll try it out. And um, I worked probably 7 or 8 p.m. until 2 in the morning. So, you know, picture this, you know, 14-year-old kid working in a hall and just taking tips from these dudes in cowboy hats and, like, freaking, you know, snake skin boots at these events. And they were like, hey, kid, you know, bring me a a six-pack of this, bring me a bottle, blah, 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 blah. And I'd show up, and the dudes would throw me, you know, a 15 spot or a 20. And I was like, damn, you know, at the end of the night, I had enough tips to go to the swap meet and get a pair of Jordans, and I ended up getting a pair of Retro 3s. Oh, which color? And, uh, it was the, um, the Cements.
0: Cements, gotcha, gotcha.
8: So I got, them, I got them when I was a kid. I actually ended up getting two pairs. It was a pair of Jordan Cement 3s, and then those the first-ever uh, Shocks. I don't know if you remember those, Vince yeah. Carter. <laughs>
1: they got us so good with that marketing, bro.
8: <laughs> Dude, yeah. Those them damn Shocks. Them shits are wacky, but, uh, yeah, man, I still remember that feeling going to the swap meet and being like, Damn, cause you know, I, I wasn't about to go to a footlocker. Uh, I guess back then the setup was a little, a little different than today. Like, you know, the sneakers app and all that long story short, trying to get sneakers online. We actually have to go in person, right? Newsflash yeah, for some of the kids now, but <laughs> yeah, dude, went to the swap meet and got two pairs of sneakers and it just, it hit a little different when I paid for them with my own money, you know?
2: Ooh yeah
8: but uh but but yeah man ever ever since then i I think it's just you start making a little bit of dough and you know you you get bit by the bug and then you just buy everything that um makes you feel something you know those 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 retro j's you know that's that's always the move as you were saying that josh put his hands on his head like he was in distress just thinking about
0: all the the money he spent on shoes in his life
8: (laughs) what's your what's your go-to josh
0: um i mean probably the grill i got is still um i got the acronym prestos the olive olive pair when that came out um i've been sitting on those for a minute and um i i rock a decent amount of the like the y3 stuff i like the y3 stuff a lot and i like oh the uh, adidas
8: y3 okay
0: yeah, the Yoji joints and um yeah the j i i love the the, the j's like 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 you do bro but um High tops, my legs are kind of short, a little stubbier, so it's not, really, it's not really a move for me. So more Air Max guy myself, Air Max ones.
8: Oh, yeah, I can't go wrong with Air Maxes, man. Those are, yeah, that's, no. a, that's a staple. Uh, it's a very, that's a dope uh, influential shoe with a lot of stuff that's coming out now too. You see a lot of the same yeah. uh, silhouettes and shapes and stuff. That's dope. The colorways are all
0: back, man. It's pretty wild. Everything is the same again, right? We was saying time is a flat, flat circle, but Kane up in this bitch.
2: Yeah, so, right?
5: Because time is a flat circle, I want to go back in time a little bit and interrupt this. The so we've got these like opposite uh, spectrums of, of Christian and Patrick's relationship with the shoes and sneakers. But I'm curious for both of you, before this whole collaboration with Adidas happened for LFC, what was your relationship with the Samba shoe like? Did, do you have any memory of them? Did you ever get them when you were a kid? Did you ever play in them? Like, what did you thought about that shoe?
8: Um. Yeah, I had uh, a number of samba shoes growing up. Uh, we, uh, I have two older brothers, and we played uh, soccer when we were kids. And the the samba was a shoe that we used for indoor soccer, with the the big flap, the big flap tongue, um, and it it's just the, it's just the right uh, shape, right? The toe box, the way that you can grip on uh, turf fields, even the ones with the little um, pellets, the little tire pellets. Um, and yeah we we uh we used those when we were kids um so it's it's definitely um it's definitely special to see that same silhouette and that same uh shoe with the the l a f c wing you know and seeing you know shoulder to shoulder and block by block and street by street and all these things that we've talked about now you're actually holding something tangible you know something in your hands that like adidas let's be honest right they don't you know adidas doesn't have to work with anybody right like they don't they don't need anyone they're adidas you know so the fact that they're dipping now into la uh street you know streetwear street culture street hype whatever you want to call it i think um i think they're on the right track with with the design and with picking an iconic shoe like the samba right there's a lot of different ways that they can go from here um, but, but the, the, the Samba is, I mean, it speaks for itself.
0: Yeah. Pat, how about for you, brother? Pat, you
5: might have to unmute, you might have to unmute yourself.
4: So I first heard of the Samba when uh, I first actually got into soccer. My buddy who just said, yo, come over on Saturday morning, we're going to watch the Premier League. Um, he would like pause it And then, like, at halftime and everything, he would just start talking about football culture um, over in England. And so we could talk about, you know, the hooligan culture. He would talk about the casuals. He'd talk about the style, the history of the clubs, but also uh, the footwear. So um, I didn't realize it, but I'd seen a lot of kids playing soccer in Samba, usually indoor uh, Sambas when I was a kid. But, you know, kind of similar. I couldn't. My parents were never going to buy me that. So. I was out there running around in my knockoff high tops seeing these kids, and I was like, well, those look pretty sick. Um, but similar to then as I am now, it's like I'm nowhere near cool enough to put on a pair like that. <laughs> have you have you guys – have you worn your pair of gold ones yet, Patrick? I have, yeah. Yeah. What's yep. that like? Where'd What's it feel like, to, dude?
5: Where, yeah. Where would you wear them to? Was it just around your living room or did you go out and stunt? So
4: <laughs> – so, as much as possible, I was I was stunting around the block, taking my kid on a walk. Um, yeah. That's about all I can about all I can do these days. But uh, it felt amazing. Like it felt like I was just like, I mean, they look super cool, but it also felt just like stepping into stepping into soccer history and being able to kind of feel just a little bit of that.
1: And, and I love Pat, And he, he is true to it. He, he is fully dadded out before he's been a dad. But I would just love to see him walking, young stand down the street in those bright ass shoes. Because even me, I don't I don't even know if I could rock them. They're you know they're, they're you know bold, ostentatious to say. There's oh. your SAT word scholars. What's up? Whoa,
0: let's go. We knew you were Korean. on the on the. On the let's go.
1: Boom. Yeah, you know my parents still beat my ass a little. What's up? <laughs>
4: I'll get a shot with the gold sambas and my dorsum jacket on.
2: Oh, oh yeah, man. baby! High oh, <laughs> Pat. Let's go. <laughs> oh, no, low,
5: low key. I bet your kid's gonna have this memory of your of of you know dad walking around in these gold shoes, like stomping around the block, like you're some sort of like you know a god amongst men. Which you know, who, who doesn't who doesn't want that feeling at least once or twice in their lives? Christian, so he'll like, be real
4: disappointed when he's like 17, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
8: Christian,
5: Christian, Christian, have you thrown yours on? Have you rocked him out in the world yet?
8: Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, I just did a kickflip right before this. I'm kidding, dude. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I, um, I I, opened them up. I I, like, I admired the package. I took him out. And when I found out that um, they weren't going to be Producing anymore they weren't going to be sending anymore out a couple days after um those things went right back in the box man put them in the shelf you know and you would yeah yeah maybe true collector true collector maybe maybe one day maybe one day i I, honestly i wouldn't even consider myself a collector at this point because most of the stuff that i buy i do i do wear um but yeah maybe maybe one day I'll, I'll throw them on, but I definitely didn't just want to have one wonky one, you know, with the big old insert and the laces all busted yeah. out. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, I, I haven't, I haven't put them on yet, but I'll, I'll send you guys a photo when I do.
0: Yeah, for the listeners who, who kind of aren't a part of the supporter R three two five two, like kind of um, news and stuff like that. Pat and Christian were chosen as um, part of this program for this really like. Um, for this shoe, that's not going to be released for uh, directors of the new and essential workers. And these two gentlemen here are um, are uh, I have no problem bigging them up because they are freaking amazing members of the community. Um, Pat is you know Pat and I have talked a long time about like how much he dedicates to his kids as an educator. You know, and like what he's during the times of COVID, like how much time he puts in to making sure all his kids are kind of stable and they're understanding that you know, I could still, you know, get an education this time and learn stuff. And, and Chris is similar in that way as an educator himself and as a director of community service overall with 3252. 2 Like, he's been doing stuff for migrant workers up in, um, up in Northern California throughout this all of quarantine. And um, uh, we just got – we've been talking to Tim, Nickloff, Rich, Benchy, and just the idea that LAFC as a force for good is, is the idea that Adidas is kind of harping on right now and for that to come this release to come amidst the midst the time of quarantine is truly, I mean, I couldn't think of a, a better and more dire way to show our show just what we're made of, you know, and these two guys are a big, big example of it. So, um, no, I just want to say thank you guys, like straight up. And
8: like, you guys have been in the cut working through this whole time. So awesome. want to thank you for that, man. Yeah, man. No, uh, no, no sweat. I think, um, I think without question, the, 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 the MVPs and the, the people that, you know, I wish if it was up to us, you know, can get the, um the trophies like these, right. The, 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 oh, hookups, yeah. the perks are all the volunteers that come out, you know, Um, we're, we're just kind of the ones that help facilitate a lot of these events. And every time I kid you not, every time I post up something in a chat or in a message board, I go, damn, I really hope we get, you know, a handful of you know doers and and the 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 more events that we try to facilitate with the help of other community leaders we're we're uh, we're lucky enough to be able to still get a lot of people to pull in the right direction and you know a lot of the projects have taken off you know they they um they take on a life of their own and and people can really rally together in a time that's been difficult for a lot of us you know yeah. But um, it really, I mean, like, like I said, man, hats off to the people that really just come out and just roll their sleeves up and say, what are we doing? Let's get it. You know, that's, that's, that's who should get the shout out. I think in in my eyes, I'm, I'm just here. I'm just here kind of, you know, helping out, you know?
0: Bro, no, no, you you humble yourself, man. And straight up, you all deserve it. Chris, like you do so much for, Honestly, the t2b2 takes a lot of your personality in terms of what we do. And I want to thank you, make sure you got the applaud for that. And, like, y'all, I think – I think it's, it's interesting because, like, we always say, like, teachers and, and essential workers should get paid more. This is definitely not getting paid more, for sure. But we – I think the idea of continuing to flip this thing on its head and, like, give people the trophies that deserve the trophies, you know, more so than the people who who already get, like, the acclaim here, I think um, – it's a really important thing that we can continue to keep on fighting for as a club,
8: dude. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I uh, I agree. It's it's uh, like I said with a lot of these projects, um, their their, uh, their ideas or like a, a lot of the um, discussion before these projects take flight are just to see how big of an impact we can actually have. Because we can always go for the easy stuff, you know? And, and I, don't, I don't say that to be, like, disrespectful. Yeah. But we always want these things to be meaningful. Whenever there is an event that's put on, we always want people to have uh, full support. And I think the 3252 as a whole has found a way to make all of these events that they do take part in, as far as community events, they make them uh, They're very organic. They're very from the heart it doesn't seem like it's forced it doesn't seem you know like people are lining up like hey where where are my shoes like now nah, we don't get no, we don't get a lot yeah. of those you know we get the people that would take the shoes off and give them to the next man like straight up so yeah. um
9: i think it's
5: i mean and and to adidas's credit and to tim's credit sort of fill you guys in on the conversation we had a little earlier the, this evening with tim from adidas you know, when he first came, it's, it's something that he sensed with the people involved in the club, with the supporters he got to meet, um, the leaders he got to meet. And he went into the first meetings leading up to this creation and this partnership of this shoe with this idea of we need to honor this. We need to honor this special thing. And sort of, you know, folks like Rich told him, well, you know, you know for him, like what, is, what does LAFC mean to someone like him? It's like being a force for good, right? And so it became the message of, you know, we want to honor being a force for good. Uh, right. And Patrick, it sounds like for you, you came maybe to football culture a little bit later uh, mm-hmm. than than Christian did, or maybe I did. And you sort of have have gotten really involved. Like, what does it mean for you? And did you ever think sports could sort of check that box in your life of community and of being a force for good?
4: So I feel like I'd always heard, you know, I was a big baseball, hockey, basketball, almost every sport fan as a kid, um, just wasn't really aware of soccer. And I always heard people talking about, you know, sports and community are tied. And I was like, okay, you know, I guess, you know, if the Kings help build an ice rink in a local community, I guess that's kind of what they mean. But once LAFC got started up, um, and my wife and I joined Tigers, we got to really see that, you know, it's not just these big grandiose whether it's like a donation or building some huge project it's like you were talking about the sustainability um, so it was it was just incredible to realize that not only are we supporters of LAFC but we're supporters of our city and our people in the city um, and in the outlying areas so that's that's been the real big um, the big perspective changer for me is realizing um, that sports and especially lafc go way beyond just what we do in the north end or what you what people sometimes see on social media
5: which is i think it's pretty significant and symbolic that adidas and lafc didn't decide to put los angeles football club on the side of this shoe they put los angeles Mm -hmm. right and that sort of says everything you need to know symbolically of what it means it's not an advertisement for a "Hey, come to the stadium" type thing. It's helping to bridge the gap between a lot of connections for people. Um, but yeah, from uh, just to reiterate what Josh said, you know, uh, Patrick, you know, either, b- both you and Christian, the work you guys do. Uh, me, as like a media guy who tries to record these podcasts and comes to games and tries to articulate things, I've never put in like one iota of like the amount of like work on the community side that either of you have and I yeah I I have a lot of respect for you guys and the people that continue to do it and it continues to want to help help me do that more often so thank you and definitely you guys can be humble all you want but you are deserving well deserving of the gold shoes and I'm glad that uh I'm glad to have you guys on the pot you know, yeah. Thank you guys for coming on. Is there anything else? Anything else you guys wanted to add and, and sort of wrap up this whole thing? You guys are probably our last guests for tonight. About the samba, we're going to release this episode here in a little bit when the shoe is going to come out. Um, but uh, yeah, anything else you guys wanted to add?
8: Yeah, yeah. I I definitely just wanted to mention. Um, I think a lot of the 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 positivity, a lot of the the the, the beautiful things that come out of LaFC are due to the uh, relationships that people cultivate, right? The 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 partnerships that people have started with someone like a um, rich, someone like a Timothy, right? I know, for example, um, uh, Timothy comes from a skateboarding uh, or a skating background, right? Uh, with the conversations I've had with him, so you're not coming in talking to a guy or a person that just simply does not get it right. You, uh, right off the top, you could be like, damn, this person's looking at crunching numbers and talking about, you know, how to make kind of like bang for your buck and maybe just knock out a shit design to just put something out there. Yeah. You can see that it's well thought out. It's well designed. Say what you want about the the color or the tongue or whatever it may be, but it's it's a start, right, that nobody else had. And these guys found a way to make it happen because they get it. They go. It's like just saying, "Hey, just get your foot in the door. You know, just put one out, and they see what the response may be." Because I could tell you right now, without even talking to these guys, I know Adidas looks at jersey sales and kit sales, mm. right? And we know that for LAFC, they're they're right at the top. You know, so the fact that they can come out with something like this, that obviously they're a business, it's going to make them some money, but the thought process behind it and the design and asking all the right questions to the people that are kind of boots on the ground, so to speak, I think is a real testament to what's coming next. Right. And the, and the following and, and the following design to look forward to and just a partnership that is really meaningful with such an iconic football brand. I think that it just takes the cake for me and to be, to be, um, just to be involved in the same breath with these, these people that are really like football minds hypes me up. So, um, yeah, I just, you know, I appreciate you guys doing this, having this convo and just sharing, um, all these really dope, you know, thoughts about something so special to all of us. It's, it's really cool. Thank you guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, once again, shout out you guys, um, you know, a force for good in the community, Shout out Timothy who recognized, you know, that it wasn't just a tagline and it's really what we built this on and shout out to rich for selling that dream. Um, Shout out to chief for putting it together. Shout out to Marcus for visualizing it and putting out the media to, to share the story that, you know, we're trying to tell. Um, And yeah, man, it's in, in a, in such a shitty year, you, you find little tidbits of like this to, to appreciate, you know, all the things that were and all the things that are to come. And this has been another episode of the FCFC pod. And we don't know when we'll see you again. See Bye.
8: <laughs>
0: Love you guys. Thank you so yo, much. Yo, man. Thank you guys.
8: Thank you. Thank you, dudes. Appreciate you guys, man.
0: Straight up. Hey yo, Chris Pat is actually you and Pat are two of the best cooks in my life,
8: bro. So y'all need to, y'all need to get together, bro. Pat. So. Yo.
0: He's next a real time
8: one. next time we throw down some some barbecue or some burgers or something, come down, man. Me and me and my brother Gil are throwing down some uh some tailgate style grub. So Josh oh, okay. actually went and got a sandwich the other day. We did some pulled pork and then some oh. uh smoked uh tri-tip. Yeah. Wow. It was yeah for burger. sure. Dude, roll up, man. You guys are all welcome. Bring everybody. Do a do a do a pot at the next cookout. Fuck it, bro. You you made us feel like Colin yeah.
0: rays out there, man. We out here just feel like, oh man, these guys making his way like this, dude. <laughs> dude, I
8: was, dude, I was shitting it. I kid you not, because we were like, yo, if you if you tell people to come at twelve thirty on a Sunday, people are gonna be like, ah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I got a bed, blah blah blah. If you say eleven. <laughs> See, that's, your, that's your first meal of the day on sunday and i was right everybody that rolled up was like this is my breakfast <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. you know they still so the had trick was people showed up at 10 30 come on everyone is people, there dude, dude people Crazy. showed up at 10 40 1040, talking about let me get four tri-tips and was <laughs> like and, and Gil's like uh tri-tips going to be about another 40 minutes and i looked at him and i was like what he's like, <laughs> he's, like he's like he's like yeah dude about 35 40 minutes i'm like fuck uh, <laughs> damn, let me take. I, I, I panicked I'm like let me take out a box of Lays or something and dude I was expecting and again I was expecting people to be like ah it's all good let me get a pulled pork fuck it the pulled pork is ready yeah, but yeah. but motherfuckers were like no no I'll wait I'll wait 40 minutes I'll wait, I'll wait. let me get four yeah bro
1: 30- people haven't been out forever if they're already out they'll just be like okay we'll linger <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> they don't have anywhere else to be
8: Dude, it was just, it it was cool though, man. Like people people came out. Yeah. It was dope to see familiar. Uh, it's funny I've been saying like familiar faces, but I only saw like their from the from the mask up. <laughs> familiar <laughs> mas- eyes. Yeah, uh, yeah, from the mask eyes, yeah. to the brim. But um, yeah, dude, we'll we'll do it again. And if you guys want to roll out, we will. It could man. be the it could be the start of something bigger. But right now, it's just you know just comfort food, dude. Comfort oh, food and. Day, man. I'm excited for what's next, dude. I'm excited too, man. It's it's gonna be fucking flames. Yo,
0: hell yeah. Uh, yeah, we
2: yeah. should
1: probably do once. I mean, it'll probably be in a year from now when you guys, you know, are are pro smokers by then. But well, we should do like a freaking
8: like a food fest,
4: dude. Like no, a fundraiser send, and stuff. Let's do
8: let's do that shit tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> We're, I'm already uh, in. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, f- but, we'll figure something out. And that's and that's the thing too, dude. We're not we're not just we're not just gonna do smoked meats. I think right now we're kind of do it's it, it, we're cheating for like the purists. When you use a, a pellet smoker, it's like you're kind of cutting corners, right? Eventually, mm-hmm. we want to get a, a, a wood burning uh, smoker or like a Santa Maria grill, the ones with the fucking crank. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so pellet smoking is like Eh, it's cool But, you know, you'll get props when you're throwing Fucking, you know, real wood Under a burning grill So eventually We want to, you know, graduate to that And then you guys are all invited to the cookout, man All day Fuck yeah, oh, yeah. To that, brother.
2: FCFC FCFC
4: FCFC, F-C-F-C. F-C-F-C.
2: FSA,
5: Good people of Los Angeles. When I was a boy, I didn't. (laughs) You guys started laughing. As soon as I, all I could see is the white shadows on Josh's shirt like bouncing I was trying not to laugh but Josh started (laughs) I I just shouldn't have looked at the screen and I should have just like kept talking okay ready one two three wait what are we waiting but
2: when I was a boy one two three